0: This is the Our People and Mother Earth podcast on KWSO. I'm Will Robbins. Forest thinning is an important forest management practice that involves the selective removal of certain trees or vegetation from a forested area. It is done for several reasons, each of which contributes to the overall health and sustainability of the forest ecosystem. On the Warm Springs Reservation, the from Natural Resources Forestry Department has two proposed projects that aim to reduce fire risk and improve the overall health of the forests around us. One is the C-Sequa Fuels Reduction Project. The other is known as the Centennial Forest Vegetation Management and Timber Sale Project. Matt Jimenez is a forester with the Warm Springs Branch of Natural Resources. He's also the project lead for the Centennial Project. He talks about how the agency determines where the
1: greatest need for thinning is. Well, we get uh, project proposals based on uh, things like the project I'm going to talk about also has a timber component to it, which means generating timber revenues for the tribe. So it is a timber sale. But on top of that, we're also going to be looking at other uh, veg management opportunities out there, like uh, dealing with some of the fuels issues and uh, going in and maybe doing some maintenance thinning to some of the uh, uh, plantations that were planted a number of years ago. My job as a technical specialist is to stay focused on the forestry side of things and to, uh, to take the lead in getting this through the approval process with the various entities that are involved.
0: Where's that, where is this uh, project location going to take place?
1: It's located on the south end of the reservation in uh, what's officially known as the Metolius Forest Planning Unit. But everybody just knows it as the south end.
0: Is that a pretty big area?
1: It is. It's about 25,000 acres in size.
0: And so on this outline, it talks about the timber volume target. Um, Tell me a little bit about that.
1: Well, the tribes uh, still rely on timber revenues uh, to help uh, to feed their their, their tribal programs and the expenses and all. So timber management is still a very big player for us here. Uh, It's not the big player that it once was, but right now, uh, you know, we're putting up a timber sale here. And we have a volume target of about 24.3 million board feet for this particular timber sale.
0: That seems like a lot. Like, uh, how many houses could that build? Well,
1: if you're assuming a house that's roughly, oh, 2,000 square feet in size, and you use another assumption of about 12,600 board feet to build that house, we're looking at building about 1,929 houses. That's how much timber that would uh, produce.
0: One of the primary goals for forest thinning is to reduce the risk of wildfires. Overcrowded forests with dense undergrowth are more susceptible to wildfires, which can be devastating to both the forest and nearby communities. Thinning reduces the fuel load, making fires less intense and easier to control. Also included in this outline is a subsection titled Avoidance in Conservation Areas. Tell me a little bit about that.
1: Part of the integrated management plan that we work with is various land allocations. Land allocations that recognize various resource values, uh, resource values such as water, fisheries, sensitive wildlife habitat, uh, cultural and historical areas. Uh, Another big land allocation, particularly for the South End Project, is uh, known as conditional use. Uh, conditional use is not really pure wilderness as uh, other agencies define it, but it's it's lands that are, are adverse in terms of um, getting into with equipment or they just have other resource values like mentioned before.
0: Why is it important to take note of those particular areas and ensure that, you know, none of these kind of areas are being
1: harmed? Well, we all recognize that we do have to manage for timber as well, but we want to do it in a responsible manner. Uh, taking a more conservative approach. Back in 1992, when the tribes first initiated the Integrated uh, Resources Management Plan, it recognized that all resources have a value and that we have to recognize them as functioning in a system. So we try to integrate what we're doing out there based on the various resource values that are uh, recognized out there. So the uh, the tribes here, they have a staff of uh, wildlife, uh, for instance, a wildlife biologist. You've got water people, uh, you've got cultural uh, resource specialists. So basically, we're all sitting at the table and trying to to figure out how can we extract the timber while minimizing impacts to the other resources.
0: And so how do you go about the business of figuring out what needs to be treated, what doesn't need to be treated?
1: Well, uh, it's basically boots to the ground. So I go out there on the ground and I start looking at the various um, areas of, of, of timber and seeing... What is their present state? And along with that present state is the trajectory that those stands seem to be going into. Some areas are affected by disease or insects. Other areas, like uh, in regards to the fuels treatments that we're proposing out there, have a very thick understory of what's known as ladder fuels. Uh, ladder fuels are kind of relate to how fire spreads out in the ground at least the, the big impactful fires so the fire might start on the ground and then it'll start creeping up the various fuels as a ladder so it'll start on the ground get into the shrubs get into the smaller trees and then eventually start working its way up into the larger trees and the crowns and when the winds kick up um, that's when the big, the big fires can really take off so uh, we're just evaluating all these various scenarios that are out there, but also looking at how to, um, to access the area, like the road network that's out there. We're also looking at the, uh, the streams, where the roads cross the streams. We're looking at uh, any special um, habitats that we might come across in terms of, of wildlife. And uh, we're just trying to uh, basically melt everything together, giving the big picture. Thinning helps improve the
0: overall health of the forest by reducing competition among trees for resources such as sunlight, water, and nutrients. By removing weaker or diseased trees, the healthier trees have more access to these resources, leading to better growth and resilience against pests and diseases. Eric Phillips is a forester with the Warm Springs Branch of Natural Resources. He's also the project leader for the SIXSEQUA Fuels Reduction Project. He talks about the need for fuels reduction and the
2: process of approving large-scale projects. SIXSEQUA um, is a forest planning unit located on the Metolius Bench, just north of the Beachcomb and just south of the Tonino. Okay, and what do you mean by bench? Well, that's the way it described to me when I first started here. That part of the reservation that's um, accessed by the the M two hundred row systems sits that flat area up on top before it drops down in the Metolius. That's always referred to as the bench. Okay, so that's why. Why is there a need for fuel reduction? The current s- state of the the mixed conifer forest there is that of a overstocked stand, particularly the understory, overstocked with what Matt described as the, the ladder fuels. It's a big problem there with the the mixture of the Clumps of the small diameter trees with the brush make a wildfire risk.
0: So it's pretty cluttered out there. It is, yeah. And one little spark can ignite the whole area. And that would be bad, especially during a wind event or really in any event, right? Yeah, there's
2: a uh, history of wildfire there.
0: Why is it important to reduce the risk of wildfire in these areas?
2: Well, to protect the resource, um, these ladder fuels would uh, potentially have a catastrophic effect, uh, effect on the forest. Um,
0: so how do you go about that business? I mean, are we talking cutting trees, removing shrubs? What, what's, the, what's the work involved?
2: Unlike um, Matt's proposed project, this is a non-commercial. It's just merely focusing on the, the shrub layer and the small diameter trees, thinning out these clumps to make make them less likely to be ladder fuels.
0: What kind of equipment is needed for that?
2: We'll utilize uh, um, excavators with a uh, processing head on them, which will kind of mulch up the material and bring that brush level way down and thin out the trees. What happens to that material that's gathered? Um, Well, it's not really gathered. It's it's basically just chipped up and left to decompose on the ground. Do you know much about the history of the area?
0: past wildfires uh, yeah, a little and some bit. of the natural um, resources there?
2: Yeah, there was um, a history of fire, like I said. In 2006, there was the Trail 3 fire. 2007 was the WSA complex. And slightly more recently, in 2011, there was the West Hill Six secret fire. So what's the process for to get a project like this approved? The natural resources uh, interdisciplinary team, the, the PIT team, will weigh the the project proposal and evaluate it and um determine what mitigations need to be met and then um and then they will approve it and so and the, is there a timeline for that process well we've got funding currently um to begin work is just to go through the process if all goes well we could begin in spring of 2024.
0: In your mind, what's the most important part of this? what's uh, What's the message we're trying to give to the public here about
2: this? To reduce the wildfire risk.
0: And in, in a
2: nutshell, it's in as in simple nutshell, as yep. simple as that. And, <laughs> it's pretty uh, basic. It's straightforward. Just going in there, thinning and right. mulching up brush, and and then treating it with a prescribed fire afterwards.
0: On-the-ground assessments and review by natural resource specialists, water, fisheries, wildlife, cultural resources, forestry, and range, followed by official recommendations, documentations, and reports are essential steps in presenting information to committees, managers, and tribal council for consideration of any project.
1: Part of the strategy is this, of this uh, project is restoration efforts, basically trying to conserve what's already out there while trying to make it more resilient or fireproof to the wildfires that do come along. Uh, the tree species that are really resilient against wildfires in that particular area would be trees like sugar pine, ponderosa pine, or the western larch. And not only the tree species themselves, but the size of the trees. So when the trees start getting larger in diameter, they start building a thicker bark surface upon them. And that thicker bark is what really insulates the trees from a lot of the wildfire activity. The western larch has kind of a unique niche out there in terms of its uh, resiliency to fire. is In that the bark will just slough right off as the fire is creeping up the tree. But, you know, if you get a big enough fire, it's the trees will die. So we're basically trying to minimize those ladder fuels and any catastrophic impacts that might occur as a result of wildfire. What are land allocation amendments? Well, this uh, in this case, it particularly applies to the conditional use grounds. Uh, when the grounds first started getting mapped out and putting it and getting put into the computer systems, they were doing what was called digitizing. So you would have a person with like an electronic pen that is tracing over the lines on a map. A lot of those lines on the map were drawn with a felt pin, and and depending on how thick that uh, felt pin was, the lines could translate to up to 100 feet uh, in, lit- in width on the ground itself. So now we're using m- more modern technologies uh, of not only ground truthing, but using uh, global positioning systems to actually refine those lines that are out there to get them more down to, uh, well a smaller uh, width than uh, 100 feet. So it could be within 20 feet, 10 feet. And uh, so that's some of the things that we're looking at out there. Another area that we're looking at is some areas that are kind of low productivity in terms of uh, timber production. And we might be uh, proposing at looking at those areas and putting them into conditional use status. Right now, they're uh, part of the commercial forest base. But uh, given the other values that are out there, the distance to get out there to manage those lands, it might be better and this might be just a good time to just go ahead and put that land allocation into conditional use, especially given the, uh, the impacts of the uh, uh, the Head fire back in 2020.
0: Western forests are generally overgrown with vegetation largely due to 100 years of aggressive and successful wildfire suppression, contributing to larger, more intense wildfire footprints and impacts. The tribes depend on timber revenue as a source for monetary receipts, thus requiring protective measures. A lot of these areas uh, you're talking about, are in that steep ground. I mean, difficult for definitely difficult for firefighters to reach into. And I imagine for the timber industry As someone who doesn't really know a lot about logging and so on and so forth. But uh, talk a little bit about some of those areas and um, that have yet to be determined that are
1: in those steeper areas. Well, yeah, like you mentioned, it is very hard to get to. Uh, There is newer technologies that are out right now to go ahead and harvest such ground. It's a system known as tethered logging. Uh, In the past, a lot of that ground was uh, logged through what was just cable systems. When you get a wire rope out there and you would just fully suspend the material or even partially suspend the material and winch it up to flatter ground. Um, But now some uh, some of the technologies are actually lowering the equipment down these steep slopes with those same kind of wire rope type systems. And basically, it's a safer method for the people that are out there Because no longer do you have people exposed on the ground and in the older conventional means uh, with falling material or, you know, logs, you know, rolling over on top of them. Now they're armored by machines so that that the personnel actually stays inside the machines now. So it's a safer operation, but um, a lot of it's going to come down to economics, whether or not it's going to even be feasible to get into those areas.
0: Let's talk about other issues, concerns and opportunities. What are those?
1: Well, there's always issues, concerns, and opportunities, and that's a part of what's known as the scoping process. The scoping process is when we go out to the tribal public and we start asking them, you know, what would you like to see out there? What are your concerns with what we're proposing out there? So oftentimes people will mention things, you know, of course, there's always the the water issue. That's probably one that comes up all the time, the water the fisheries, what's gonna to happen to my, my hunting grounds, to my wildlife. So whatever might come out of this scoping process will eventually get folded into the, the final product. But that's uh, why it's just so important to, to put ourselves out there and make ourselves available to listen to the tribal public whose lands that we are stewards for. In managed forests, thinning is often used to improve the
0: quality and growth of commercially valuable tree species. By removing certain trees, the remaining ones can grow larger and healthier, making them more sustainable and suitable for timber production in the long term. It's important to note that forest thinning should be conducted carefully and with consideration for specific ecological conditions of the forest in question. Sustainable forest management practices aim to strike a balance between the ecological, economic, and social objectives to ensure the long-term health and resilience of forest ecosystems. Managing the natural resources on the Warm Springs Reservation for future generations is one of the primary goals of the Warm Springs Natural Resources Department. Projects like the Centennial Forest Vegetation Management and Timber Sale Project and the Seek Seekua Fuels Reduction Project are both aimed at ensuring the forests are healthy and more sustainable for the future. Thanks for listening to the Our People and Mother Earth podcast. For KWSO, I'm Will Robbins.